Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. Hey, listen, it's, it's Christmas week. It's an awesome time, amen? An awesome time to be with family. But it's also know that what Jesus Christ has done for us. And you know, we've been in a series called Good News of Great Joy. And today we're going to talk about the God of hope. The God of hope. And, uh, you know, the scripture, our key verse uh, this morning uh, for, our tech, for our series has been Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It says, but the angels assured them, do not be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. If there's ever a time that the world needed some good news, how many know? I believe it's now. Amen. It's now the world needs the great news. And we need, and we have that and we have that hope today. The word the word hope actually in the uh, dictionary just uh, defines it this way. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things changed. I was hoping to do this past year. How about you? I was hoping to get certain things done. I was hoping to do certain things, but all that changed. We even had plans for Christmas and and going to visit my daughter and being with them at Christmas. That's all changed. Because why? Because situations, circumstances, we know what we've been going through. And I had expectations, but they weren't fulfilled. You know what the word says about when hope is deferred? It says when hope is deferred or if hope is postponed, it makes the heart sick. And if you look around our, our country today, there's a lot of people sick, uh, emotionally sick. I'm not talking about physically so much, there's a, there, but there's emotional sickness because they had hopes and dreams this year that they thought were going to be able to do certain things, but those things have not been able to be accomplished. And now they're struggling and knowing what, how am I going to get through this next few months? How am I going to get through next year? But here's the hope we have in Christ. Amen. We have a hope in Christ. See, living for others produces hope. How many know when you begin to live for yourself, it's all about you, isn't it? But when you begin to live for others, it's really, it brings hope alive in you. When you start seeing God do certain things in people's lives, and all of a sudden you get excited, all of a sudden hope rises up within you. And here's, I think, one of the biggest problems today is we're so, we're so much tuned into ourselves instead of what God really wants us to do. And see, there's so many churches that are more inwardly focused instead of being outwardly focused. How many church, we the church should always be outwardly focused, how we can touch people, how we can minister to them. Look what Romans 15, verse one through three says. He says, we who are strong must be considered of those who are sensitive about things like this and things he was talking about food and stuff he was talking about, Paul was writing about. He says, we must not just please ourselves, We should help others to do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. As the scriptures say, the insult of those who insulted you, O God, have fallen upon me. Christ did not live for himself. But there's a statement he makes here in the verse, in verse one, he makes a statement. We must not just please ourselves. How many of we are a pleasure happy people, aren't we? We like to be entertained. We like for people to to entertain us. But here's the thing. We don't want to become self-pleasers. Self-pleasers. You know, and kind of, I, I thought, I was thinking about this self-pleasing the, the other day. And a couple of things. Uh, here's what I, I see when a self-pleaser. Their vision becomes internal. Their vision becomes internal. It's no longer about how I can touch people, how I can minister to people, how I can do things for others, but it's all about themselves. Their their vision is all how I can fulfill my dreams, my vision, my thing. How many know God has bigger things for the church, amen? And he says we're to help those who are weaker. But not only that, a self-pleaser becomes very prideful. 
Very prideful. They're, they're looking out for number one. In other words, it's kind of like they have this me first attitude. They, they're self-absorbed. Anybody ever been around people like that? We all have at times, haven't we? But see, those are people that, that we are warned as a church. He said, we're not to be his self-pleasers, but we're to live a life that's touching others. And when you live a life that is touching others, I want to tell you, it produces hope in you. Like when I saw this video even here this morning about Convoy of Hope, and I think about those ladies and how they were, sometimes their husbands were killed, some of them were abandoned, and now because of Convoy of Hope, now these, these ladies, have, they can see a future for themselves and for their families. Same thing with the one day to feed the world that we're involved in today. Well, our job, we, we want to reach more kids. We want to see more kids raise up and be educated, be discipled in Christ and make sure they're taken care of. That's, that's what God has called us to do, amen? Touching people. So when we can begin to touch people, it makes a difference. But see somebody that's self-pleasing, somebody like, like Josh could be sharing his heart with me. And all of a sudden, if I'm a self-pleaser, what happens? Automatically, I'll turn that conversation around so it's all about me. Instead of listening to what he has to say. And if you're one of those people that do that, you need to, you need to say, God, break me of that. God, help me not to be a self-pleaser, but God, help me to, to show me how to touch other people's lives. See, we're told that we're to build others up. We're to help others in these scriptures and, and help them to grow in their strength. So we don't want to be self-pleasers, but when we help others, it produces hope in us. And it produces hope in them. The scripture gives us hope, amen? The scripture gives us hope. Look at this. It says in Romans 15, 4, such things were written in scripture long ago to teach us, and the scripture gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promise to be fulfilled. If you have a promise from God, even though 2020 has been a crazy year, and God's given you a promise from his word, hang on to that promise. Keep hope alive, amen? Let the word of God stay alive in your heart and life. Don't let the circumstances around you steal the word out of your heart. Because there's a lot of times people, because certain things don't go the way they go, all of a sudden they get down on themselves, they get down on church, they get down on God. And listen, just Stay, stay focused on the Lord. Amen. Let the scripture produce hope in you. Look at this, what he says. He says, he said, six things were written for you long ago to teach us. And the scripture gives us hope. How many's gotten in the word lately and you just got excited about things? Amen. Have you gotten excited about it? When you get in the word of God and all of a sudden there's revelation that pops out of the scripture and all of a sudden you're going through a circumstance and you don't know what you're going to do. All of a sudden that scripture comes alive and God brings that word alive to you. And all of a sudden hope begins to grow in you. That's why you need to be in the word and stay in the word of God, because the word of God is what's going to be an encouragement to you. You say, well, I don't, I don't have time. If you don't have time to get in the word, you're way too busy. You're way too busy. You need to do some, some changing in your life. Let me say that to you. Now look at another scripture with me. It says in the book of Hebrews, listen to this. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for your soul. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us. Think about what, how many of the word of Jesus became the word, amen? And the word became flesh and he dwelled among us. And here's he saying, this, this word, Jesus, is our strong anchor. Doesn't matter to what 2020 has brought us, I have not changed my desire for Jesus. No matter what storms I go through, it has not caused me to give up hope in what Jesus Christ and what his word has said. No matter what you're going through today, no matter what you're facing today, stay in the word of God. 
I had somebody tell me one time, said, you know, I just don't get anything out of the word. I said, listen, those times when you feel like you don't get anything from the word, you'll look back someday and you'll think those are the greatest times where all of a sudden uh, just you, you kept reading and doing what you're supposed to do and you saw God nurture you through that and bring you through it. Church, there's times that we don't feel like picking the word of God up. I know. There's times you don't want to mess with it. You just say, man, life is too hectic and I don't have time. Get in the word. It's your anchor. It is what's going to hold you. That's what's going to keep you. Because when things happen, you can recall the word of God in your life and hope springs alive. And you stay, you keep moving forward instead of giving up. That's the reason you need to be anchored in the word of God in Jesus Christ. Without the anchor, you're going to get drugged all over the place. I mean, you really will. I mean, I don't know about you. I've, I've been on boats most of my life. And I know if you're in a strong current and you don't have a good anchor, next thing you know, you could be drifted out of the pass and out in the rough water very quickly. I mean, I was over in uh, this, uh, I fish over in Newburyport sometimes, striper fishing during the summer. That current rips through there. If you've ever been over there. And I mean, I, I've got an anchor on my boat, but I don't even take it out because when that current's running the, and they pass, there's not much. You're going to have to have a huge anchor to keep yourself there because it's going to wash you right out in the mouth of the Merrimack, right into the ocean because it's that strong. And just as my boat needs a good anchor, my life has to have a good anchor. And that anchor is the word of God. That's what keeps you together. That's what holds you in place. And without that word, there's no hope. You, you'll be drifting uh, uh, just out to sea and uh, the sea of life being destroyed by everything that comes along. Out, over, Merrim over the mouth of Merrimack, there's rock jetties all over the place going out there. And if you have no control over it and you're just drifting, if you're not careful, you can just drift up on the rocks and become just messed up and bust your boat up. But that's what happens in people's lives a lot of times. Instead of being anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ in his word, their life drifts up on the rocks of life. And you go by, have you ever been out on the boat and you see old boats that are wrecked? They're just piled up over at places people just abandon them and leave them. I've seen it. But that's kind of what it looks like a, a lot of times, sometimes spiritually with people. You can look over and all their life, you see their lives up on the rocks. All their dreams have been crushed. Because they, 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 they didn't know Christ or maybe they, they knew Christ at one time, but they didn't stay where they needed to be in the word of God. So church, Jesus is our hope, and he is that, that anchor that holds us. Amen? The scripture helps us to wait patiently for God to move. So understand, the scripture gives us hope. Hoping in Jesus helps us also to walk in unity. It helps us to walk in unity. The body of Christ, we should walk in unity with one another. And our hope in Jesus Christ is what brings us together. Amen? Look at what Romans chapter 5, or 15, I'm sorry, verses 5 through 7. I'm going to read Look what the word of God says. It says, may God who gives this uh, patience, gives us this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for the followers of Jesus Christ. Then all, you, then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be glorified. I want to tell you, church, there's nothing like walking in unity that brings hope. When, you, when your church is, work, when we're working together and you're, work, and you're pulling alongside each other and you're walking in unity, all of a sudden it's like hope comes alive. 
You know, I was over at the food ministry even yesterday and watching the people in food ministry. I mean, it's crazy. I know they get up sometimes at five o'clock in the morning to get here to open up and set everything up. But you know what? I walk over there and they're not, they're not, uh, they're not down. They're not complaining. They're excited about what they're doing and they're, because they know they're helping people and they're bringing hope to people that as they distribute food and whatever other needs they may have. And that church, when you work, when a church works together in unity like that, it's, it produces hope in people. It has a powerful effect upon people's lives. And we, we have, we got to guard unity. Amen. We got to guard it and not let somebody, the enemy come in and try to tear that apart because church, the unit, when unity is gone, I, I've seen this happen before. Destruction takes place. And when destruction takes place, all hope is gone. I don't know about you, but I've been in churches where, uh, where I have not been the pastor, but I attended churches where there was broken unity within the church. All of a sudden, without unity, there was division. And then when division started place, we become infighting. And then all of a sudden, church started to splinter and people started leaving. All of a sudden, it's all over. There's no hope anymore. People say, well, might as well just leave. There's no reason to stay here. So we have to guard against that, amen? And when we work together in unity, it produces hope in us. Like I said, the food ministry, I, I observed it yesterday. There's people working and just loving the Lord and loving the people that come in. So hope Hoping in Christ helps us to walk in unity. Jesus, Jesus is that very image of hope. Amen? He's the very image of hope that we have. Listen to the scriptures. We're going to read on in Romans 15, verses 8 through 12. And look what it says. And the last, the last portion of verse 12 is so important. He says, remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promise he has made to our, their ancestors. He also came to the Gentiles, uh, uh, the, the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, for this I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. Verse 10, and in another place it is written, rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. And yet again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, Praise him, all the people of the earth. And look at verse 12. He says, and in another place, Isaiah said, the heirs of David's throne will come and he will rule over the Gentiles. And look at this. And they will place their hope in him. Have you placed your hope in Christ? Have you put all your hope in Christ and Christ alone? Have you, have you been hoping in, in the, maybe the stock market or maybe uh, you've been hoping in some investment you made or you've been hoping in your job? Put your hope in Christ. Put your hope in Christ and Christ alone. He's the only one that can help us during these times that we're walking through. He's the only one that can sustain us in everything that we do. We have to put our hope in Christ and in Christ alone. See, Christ came as a servant for us, and Christ is our hope. And, he, and it, when we have hope, it produces praise in us. Amen? I don't know about you. I, when I start thinking about the goodness of God and all that he's done for me, even in the midst of what we're going through right now with all, in, the, in the world, I can still praise him. I still have hope in my life. I still have hope because of who Jesus Christ is in me. My hope is based on him and him alone. It's not based upon my circumstances. It's not based upon my bank account. It's not based upon my work. It's not based upon my financial investments. It's based upon Jesus only, amen? So see, he wants us to trust in him, church. See, God's our source of hope and produces overflow in us. Look, I love this scripture. It's in 13, verse 13. Look what it says. He says, I pray that the God, that God, the source of what, church? 
the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy because of the, you trusted in him. And says, then he says, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. God's the source of hope. That's the only, that's the only place you can really live at peace is in your, knowing that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And knowing that one day, when all this is over, you're going to be with him in glory. Amen? And he says here, he's the God of all hope. He's the source of hope. And he wants us to completely trust in him. He says, then in the latter part of that, he says, they will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you have a confident hope this morning? You, you're confident in who you believe. I know in who I trust. I know my God is well enabled. I know my God is protecting me. I know my God is watching over me. I know that my God is keeping me. No matter what I'm facing or what we're going through today, God has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's your God. And he wants you to know that you can trust him no matter what you're facing and what you're going through today. Keep your trust and your hope in him and him alone. Matter of fact, the psalmist puts it this way in Psalms 147, 11. Says, no, the Lord's no, the Lord delights in those who fear him, those who put their trust in him, his unfailing love. Think about that. He wants you to put your trust, my trust, in his unfailing love and hope in him. Amen. You know, last night at home, as I was just looking over everything and talking thinking about this through this message this morning, there's an old song that came to my, my heart and mind. And just the words of this song, my hope is built on nothing less. It says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest in his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His, his oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the overwhelming floods. When all around me my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found. In him my righteousness alone, faultless stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Church, who's your hope in this morning? Who are you hoping in today? Is it yourself? Is it your job? Is it, is it if it's outside of Christ, it won't last. It, I guarantee you it will let you down. Our hope has to be in Christ, in Christ alone. Amen? ask the musicians to come. Father, as we just come right now into your presence, God, we thank you, God, that you are our hope. God, there's nowhere else to turn but to you. And God, there may be some viewing this morning that they, their hope has been in a lot of different things, but not in you. And Father, today, I just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, that you would touch their lives. And God, that people have, who have hoped in, in things around them, oh God, they, they would cry out to you and say, God, I need you. I want to put my trust in you. I want to put all of my hope in you. 
Father, and I pray right now that they would do that just simply by just saying, God, would you forgive me? Would you come into my life? Would you become my Lord and my Savior? And I put my trust in you. Father, I ask that they, if they do that, I just pray, God, you just visit them mightily, oh God, by the power of your spirit. And God, we thank you today, God, as we have great news of Jesus Christ. He's the good news that brings great joy. And Father, I thank you that we have hope in Christ and in Christ alone. And God, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We thank you, Father, for who you are. And we honor you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that this message encouraged and inspired you in your journey with Christ. For more information, you can visit our website at th.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tower Hill NH. To give online, you can go to th.church/giving. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.